Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. It's a special one here on the sixth day of December. Kevin A.C., the Padres beat writer. I am with Dave Posner, my boss, sports editor of the San Diego Union Tribune. And why would we do a podcast now? Winter meetings. As a matter of fact, it is because the Padres made what I would call for them a blockbuster trade. Um, the Padres on Thursday night came uh, basically to terms with the Tampa Bay uh, Rays to acquire outfielder, left fielder Tommy Pham and a triple-A middle infielder and pitcher named Jake Cronenworth. And it stands for their 2019 home run leader, Hunter Renfro, and number five prospect, a middle infielder named Xavier Edwards. Jay, uh, look, this is the first time since, you know, A.J. Preller in his first offseason went nuts and signed, over, signed and traded for uh, a bunch of major leaguers to remake the roster. This is the first time added legitimate major league talent. He is starting off this offseason gangbusters. Well, no question. And, I mean, they've actually added a lot of major league talent um, just in this offseason. I mean, we were talking. They're they're up to six guys now, if you count Cronenworth, who I believe they expect to be in the big leagues. Cronenworth and Pham, you know, they signed Drew Pomerantz uh, to bolster the bullpen. They traded... uh, for Zach Davies and Trent Grisham. They traded for Yurks and Profar. So that's six guys. That's almost a quarter of your roster at that point. And I'm sure they're not done, you know, making moves at this point. So there's no doubt that they're in a different mindset right now. I mean, to, to trade a guy like Edwards, you know, first round sandwich pick just a year and a half ago, I think he was the 38th overall pick in the draft. You know, off to a good start in the minors. He just turned 20 years old. I mean, that, but that's the reason you have a deep farm system. Mm-hmm. Is so you can trade guys who might turn out to be good. I mean, you got to hope this doesn't turn out to be Trey Turner 2.0. You also hope you acquired good good players here. And Tommy Pham's been nothing but a good player for the last three years. Uh, Cronenworth is interesting. Pham's obviously the key to the deal. And the Padres do have depth in the farm system in the middle infield, you know, behind behind Edwards. You know, the idea is you hope you don't need a shortstop for the next who knows how many years. Uh, the Padres are pretty set right there. So you're just talking about a second baseman, and, and they've got other guys, whether it's, you know, Owen Miller, you've got C.J. Abrams, who's probably a couple years away, a couple of other guys we won't get into. Uh, Profar, you know, to start with right now. So anyway, I'm kind of all over the map, but the Padres have been all over the map. It's been a busy time. But let's start with Tommy Pham. This is the kind of guy the Padres need. Kevin, he gets on base. I mean, this is a Padre player who gets on base. I mean, that is such a difference from what they've had, you know, in the past. I mean, always at the bottom of the league and on base percentage. And and Tommy Pham will certainly help that in a big way. The Padres, first off, uh, a qualifier, right, is a guy who has 3.1 plate appearance per his team's game. So. Or one times one sixty-two. There aren't many in the major leagues anymore. There are just not a lot of truly everyday players. Well, Tommy Pham was one of forty players in the major leagues with more than six hundred and fifty plate appearances. Um, that would have been third most on the Padres. Uh, he did things that other Padres simply didn't do in terms of getting on base. His uh, eighty-eight OPS would have been highest among their qualifiers. Only or third, I guess, behind Tatis and Fernando Reyes, who was treated, by the way. Um, he plays hard. 
he uh, has uh, not made an error in left field since 2017. He's made one error in left field uh, in his career. Now, he doesn't have the range and spectacular ability, supposedly, that Hunter Renfro has. The power Hunter Renfro has. One of five players, though, Tommy Pham, to have at least 21 homers and 25 stolen bases last year. Five players. Um, this is kind of reminds me of the way that the Padres want to play. So he produces, he plays hard, and something that was important to them, he uh, brings what they call an edge. Whatever you think of that, every winning team says it's important to them. The Padres brought it in last year with Ian Kinsler. You know, he ended up uh, being every bit of his 37 years old, and he flipped off the fans and cussed at him. Uh, so, you know, they need someone younger. Uh, Tommy Pham will make a you know decent living next year. Uh, projected to make what 8.3 million in arbitration, but he's under team control. That's relatively cheap um, in uh, today's game. Uh, he's under team control for the next two years. You don't know how these things are going to work out. We've seen a lot of, uh, you know, beware winning the winter, right? But this was a move that, you know, had to be made uh, from the Padres' perspective. Right. So that's one move for the outfield. What other moves do we see coming up, whether it's for the outfield or someone else? I mean, I, I would think that maybe one more uh, one more starting pitcher, there still isn't that sort of top-of-the-rotation arm that you, that you think of, at least uh, – no one that's guaranteed to be there. Where do you see the next moves coming? Well, first we'll talk outfield. They got Trent Grisham. I, gosh, I would not be surprised that if you're seeing Manuel Margot and Trent Grisham platooning uh, in center field, along with maybe Will Myers getting some starts there because it really looks like Will Myers is going to be a Padre still. So I don't. I think they've addressed the outfield. But if you do that, let me just stop you. If you do that, so we're. Who are you putting in right field? Because I thought Grisham might end up in right, and then maybe you have. Well, he can play some right as well. I'm just thinking that you know maybe he's over there when. Though I don't know that Grisham is is an everyday player, though he certainly could be. You've got Naylor, you've got uh, Will Myers, and if you're keeping Will Myers, you're certainly hoping that he's going to play a significant amount of time. Possibly got Franchi Cordero. Look, I think Manuel Margot is at the top of the potential to trade list, but there hasn't been a whole lot of action on that. Um, they would like to maybe move another outfielder, but you can't count on Franchi Cordero. And, you know, as much as you almost have to count on Will Myers, you know that you can't. Um, but in terms of deals that have to be made, you know, half in quotes uh, to be made, uh, the only one I see that is absolutely imperative from the Padres' perspective, and this is obviously an educated uh, opinion here, talking to people in the organization, is moving Austin Hedges. Probably going to make something like $3 million, uh, you know, get awarded that in arbitration, to be a backup. They do not, they want to have a better catcher. They are actively shopping Austin Hedges, and as the winter meetings uh, start up here in San Diego, uh, what, Sunday night, really starting on Monday, asking more about that market. Now, starting pitching. Now that, look, they were never really, really, of course, they wanted to find out the numbers on Steven Strasburg. Not Garrett Cole so much, but sure, they were curious. Uh, But they knew that was going to be out of it. They're not going to. They do not plan at all to meet with Scott Boris about his two clients, Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. Zach Wheeler's gone. Cole Hamels is gone. Um, Madison Bumgarner, the market is, is almost certainly out of their reach. What's left on the Free agent market, the Padres feel they have better. 
or as good. And Mackenzie Gore will be up at some point. That's almost a certainty from the Padres' perspective. A trade for another starting pitcher? Sure. Something that they could work on. I, I just don't know. I don't know that a starting pitcher will be added. It uh, doesn't change the fact they would like to or that all of us know that if they want to contend, legitimately contend in 2019, that they have to. That said, if the payroll stays about where it is now, going into the start of the season, there will be some room uh, at the trade deadline if this team is in contention. Now, what have they shown this offseason? They've shown that at this trade deadline, we can expect more like you know this deal rather than the ones that have come the last three years with Preller, which he's actually loosening the grip on his prospects and his young major league talent. So uh, I think this, this trade is indicative of the direction they're going. But the fact that I'm saying that there's not going to be uh, there that there may not be another starting pitcher this offseason shows that <laughs> still not quite there. Well, no, I mean that, that's the thing. I mean, if you're looking at a at a rotation with you know Richards and Lamette and Paddock and Davies and who knows you know look you've got guys like Lucchese and Quantrill I would think would be the next possibilities mm-hmm. you know and a, a improved bullpen I mean obviously Pomerantz makes the bullpen better when you put Pomerantz and Munoz and Kirby Yates at the back of the bullpen at a back of a bullpen that's pretty good place to start right there the rotation is still you know I'm not sure anybody's going to be terribly you know the people are going to go overboard talking about that rotation it has it has great potential if all those guys that have coming back from Tommy John have had Tommy John and have pitched since then uh you know sort of all pitched to their potential but I'm not sure if there's quite enough wins there but you know as you said you might add somebody later on there there could be maybe there's another move coming there's still question marks you know, in the lineup, I, I, I know I sent you the thing, I sent you something last night. You know, if you start each game with Tatis and Pham and Machado, one, two, three in your order, and against right-handed pitchers, you put Hosmer in the four spot, you know, that's not a bad place to start. I'm not sure where you go from there. You know, you've got against lefties, you've got Margot. Uh, I mean, he's not going to hit fourth, but I mean, Margot's a, a weapon against left-handers. Uh, Grisham, you would hope, would be a guy that you could put somewhere in that five six spot you know I don't think he's going to be a big power guy but he would be a guy in there Profar uh again against against lefties you know maybe he's a guy that jumps up higher in the in the order so they they have options but they also have questions I mean Francisco Mejia where does he you know where does he fit into all this right now I mean is he is he your starting catcher at this point and they they want better, but he could be. Yes. <laughs> and and again, if he is, maybe that you know, maybe if he catches 110 games a year from an offensive standpoint, and he gets enough at bats, maybe he hits like the Mejia that that's kind of always been built that way. The one place where I do think the Padres have made themselves a little bit weaker is defensively. You know, obviously losing Renfro. I'm not, you know, Profar's got some question marks getting rid of Urias. I mean, they've traded a couple young guys. Urias is 22, Edwards is 20. But we talked at the end of the season, that was what they were going to have to do. They were going to have to sort of turn that corner and, and, and as you said just a couple minutes ago, loosen their grip on some prospects and, uh, and bring in some guys for more of a win now. So, look, they've said they want to contend in 2020, and I think some of these moves that they've made – you know, thirty-four million for Pomerantz, bringing in Fam, who's going to, you know, obviously cost more than Renfro. You have less control years on him. I mean, 
uh, same thing with Davies versus Lauer. I mean, they they are they are doing that. I don't think anybody realistically expected someone like Cole or Strasburg uh, to be here. I still think you know I don't know what the market is for Bumgarner, but I still think that would be an interesting possibility for them to uh, for them to look at. And you know, all these teams have money. It's just a question of how much do they want to spend it. So I guess we'll see where they where they where they land, and the payroll will certainly. Uh, be higher, but it should be a, a good week, and I hope there's more moves that are made, and we have more of a reason to, uh, you know, to do another one of these. I want to make one more, you know, contention, uh, you know, from the Padres' point of view. Before we stop, there's a, a Korean pitcher named Gwang Young Kim, who could go at the back of the rotation, right, or be a swing guy, right? Because every once in a while, that's what you do. There is no such thing as a five-man rotation anymore. So you added Pomerantz, who can go multiple innings. You've got, you could have Cam that goes multiple innings. You've got Matt Strom. I don't want to alarm anybody, but that's something the Padres didn't have in 2019. Robbie Erlin. Robbie Erlin. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was, a, that was a, actually Robbie was in my, my head as I said it because that was something that he did do effectively in 2018, as if it mattered, and didn't in 19. <laughs> Could have been that guy in 20. But anyway, they, they know that they do have some, you know, if, if this is their rotation, that they needed a guy like Pomerantz. They need Strom to be that guy that he's been the last couple of years out of the pen. Um, and, you know, maybe it's Quantrill who showed, you know, that he could be that guy out of the pen, a swing guy. So right. that's place that they think that they have gotten better and I would imagine that another veteran reliever and it could be Craig Stammett, um will will be signed. But yep, winter meetings next week and Jay maybe we'll have reason to do another nine one one hot lava podcast. Alright Kevin, that sounds good and until then uh, there will be plenty more for people to read on the website and the paper and plenty more coming that on the weekend and obviously much more. We'll have full team coverage next week at the winter meetings here in San Diego. So I hope everyone has a good weekend and uh, enjoy, enjoy what we have to offer. Fun. Thank you.